Welcome to Truth Matters Podcast. Psalms 25 verse 5 Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Glory be to God and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Matters Podcast. It has been a long three months, but thank the Lord we're finally able to record yet again. Happy Amen. Palm Sunday, Nikki. How are you? We're good. Thank the Lord, Jonathan. Very excited. Uh, we thank the Lord for giving us body another opportunity to share the Word of God. Amen. Uh, how you been? What's going on? All is well. Nikki, as you know, it is uh, it is Palm Sunday. It is a very holy day. Matter yeah. of fact, it's a holy week, I might say. <laughs> and we decided to uh, come out into the podcast after these long three months and share on these three holidays. That's right. We want to talk about the significance of Palm Sunday, as well as the crucifixion and the, the whole pinnacle of it all, the heart of it, the resurrection. Amen. Amen. So within this week, there's going to be a few episodes out. Lord willing, we'll have them out for you. And Jonathan, looking, going to our first point, and the first point is the sovereignty of Jesus. And we find it in Luke 19, 28 and 35. Let us read. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, and where on entering you will find a cold tide on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say this, The Lord has need of it. Now something I just want to mention is that the fact that the Lord has need of it. What does that mean? That's right. Come on. Jesus never put away his sovereignty. That's right. But yet he came and took on the form of a humble servant. That's right. Come of on. A man of, a, a man of many wants as well as many needs. So what's the significance, Nick, of why does he need this donkey? What, what's that about? Well, Jonathan, he's fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Zechariah 9.9. Read it. L- look what it says. Let us read. Zechariah 9.9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. For behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. He is humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the fowl of a donkey. Now, Jonathan, not only is he fulfilling scripture for them in front of their eyes, but he's telling them things that are going to happen before it even gets done. What do you mean? Keep reading in Luke. Go down and look what it says. And they brought it. No, you went too far. Go back to where it says in the, its owner. And they were untying it. Okay. And its owner said to them, why are you untying it? And they said, the Lord has need of it. So that's coming to fruition. They seen that take place. So Jonathan, before they even get there, Jesus tells them, you're going to find this colt. And when you untie it, the owner's going to come out and say, what are you doing with it? And then you're going to tell them the Lord needs it and he's going to allow so you he's, to So he's predicting things before they even happen. That's in right. time, he's fulfilling that. And we see that throughout the Gospels. He predicts right. his death. He predicts all of that to come to be. And here it is being acted. But and now we, then, there's something else. Now we get this, the sovereignty. But now we're going to point two. And that's Jesus appointed as king. Well, what do you mean? How, how has that happened? He was never, they never appointed him king. Jonathan, read verses 36. And they brought it to Jesus, throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sat Jesus on it. For as he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. Now, Nikki, this is a kingly practice, something they would do for a king back in the Old Testament right. when someone was appointed king. Because look at 2 Kings Come on. chapter 9, verse, t- uh, verse 13. 
Then they quickly spreaded their cloaks on the bare steps and blew the ram's horn, shouting, Jehu is king. Jehu was another another Old Testament king. That's right, come on. So we see that he's he's omniscient, he's sovereign. We see in this, this uh, triumphal entry that he's inaugurated as king, the humble coordination. That's right. And now we want to get to another point, and that is what was the mo motives for the people's worship? We're going to get to Matthew 20, 21, verse 9. This is another account of the triumphal entry. Look what it says here, Nick. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, John, what's interesting about this is they're doing two things here. They're quoting David. They're quoting David in Psalms 118 verses, uh, I believe it's uh, 25 and 26. Yeah, we got it right here. Look what it says here. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success, for blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of David, from the house of the Lord. And now look what it says in the in the Strongs. In the Hebrew Strongs, this is what it, this is what Hosanna means. Save and we pray. So they're practically saying, save us, Lord, we pray. Save us from uh, from 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 for salvation. Give us uh, give us victory over the enemy. And that's their cry out. That's why they're shouting Hosanna. They're doing all these things. So we see here another prophecy being fulfilled in Psalms 118. That's co right. Corresponding with Matthew 21, verse 9. That's right. As well as we see motives for worship. But what did they need saving of? Because these are the same people, if I'm not mistaken, Come on. that are yelling Hosanna. Within the next few days, they'll be yelling, crucify him, free Barabbas, well, crucify him. This is where we get to the motives of worship, Jonathan. This is where we get to the motives. See, Israel had an authoritative figure, uh, uh, another king on top of them, and that was Caesar, the Roman Empire. Nikki, they, they took hold of that whole city. We could literally say in this time, the whole world was ruled by Rome. You ever that's heard right. the saying, all roads lead to Rome? Mm -hmm. well, that's a literal saying. That's it. They built the, the road maps. They, they, the, they were smart in their science. They came that's up with it. a whole lot of they things. They had but control of everything. Basically that. And necessarily, Nikki, what they would do to the Jews and even some of the Gentiles, for being honest, they would persecute these people for their beliefs. They would persecute them for tax purposes. That's right. Uh, a place of Jerusalem, which is the holy city of God, would now become imported with pagans, with pilgrims that did not know the true God of the Bible. That's right. And they just want to be saved from that. They they want to they want to get rid of this guy and. Here's our guy. Here's the here's the king. We've been waiting for him. He's here, and we're gonna get salvation. But what changes? What happened? Where's the dramatic difference from Hosanna to kill him, murder him? Apple Jonathan, you see, they figured let's worship him, and he'll give us what we want. Let's worship him, and he'll destroy the Roman Empire. You see, they wanted the revelation, Jesus. The Revelations chapter 19, Jesus, the second entry, when he comes with a, with a fiery uh, sword and the armies of God are behind them. That's what they wanted. That's they didn't what they wanted. want the peaceful Jesus. They didn't want that See, humble Christ. So they were worshiping him, but the motives were wrong. And Jonathan, the application for us here when we should see it is, <clears throat> what's our motives when we worship Jesus? Come on. Are we worshiping Jesus because he's a savior, full of grace and mercy, and he's the son of God that deserves all praise and worship? Or are we worshiping Jesus because I need a miracle, because I need uh, my finances to be okay, because I need a blessing? 
Now we're not saying let's not pray for finances, miracles, blessing, no, and prosperity, because those all, are not. things me and Nikki, me and Nikki pray about personally. Come on. But the issue is with with especially these Jews at this time, they were so fearful of the Roman Empire, they were so scared, and I'm thinking Dinepo God because. Jesus didn't condemn Caesar. He didn't That's condemn right. the Roman Empire. That's right, Jonathan. Rather, he affirms then. If you remember in the scriptures, Nikki, Penelo Jesus, render unto Caesar that is which Caesar? is Caesar regarding taxes, That's and it. give unto God that which is God. Apo Jonathan. Now, now, body of Jesus, he gives them another scripture. Body, he quotes, he's, he, body, we have another scripture. And look what Jesus says about fear of men. Come on. Matthew 10, 28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell mm, and they missed that point they missed it they were so fearful they were so excited for god uh, to come and save them from the roman empire and this political agenda That's that right. they missed it all so much so they crucified the lord of glory himself and, and jonathan the thing is what we what we wanted to talk about is they were worshiping him for the wrong motives and, and what we and here's the thing: if you're worshiping Jesus to get something, a blessing, a miracle, and that's the only reason why you're gonna worship Him, I'm sorry, that's a bad motive. Because Nikki and I, and I know I'm kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but if we go back to the Old Testament, in Daniel, the three men in the fire have the most powerful example of no matter what worship. That's right. Nebuchadnezzar throws them in the fire, as we all know, and their responses to Nebuchadnezzar. We know that God is going to give us victory and we're not going to burn That's in this, right. in this little pit that we're in. That's right. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down and worship him. We will not bow down and worship you, Nebuchadnezzar. We're going to worship and lift the name of God on high. That's even right. if he doesn't. Amen. And in it feels today, Nikki, that... Come on. That's just that's just not something Christians do nowadays. That's right. No matter something what goes wrong, a blessing doesn't come in, the, the finances aren't in on time, and we forget Jesus. That's right. Well, who needs that guy? Maybe we're not yelling crucify him. We can't yell that. That's already been done. 100%. But in our in our Christian lifestyle, we neglect the man. We neglect right. God, our Savior. That's right. Come on. And this is these are what these people did. They missed the mark. They missed the whole mission of why he sent his son to come in the likeness of sinful flesh. And you ready, Jonathan? Bringing us to the last point. You ready for this? Come on. See, they thought Jesus needed their worship to do something. See, they didn't worship Jesus, but he came to die for them. So why did they think their worship was going to do something for him to change the effects of Caesar and the Roman Empire, Jonathan? Read, read Luke 19, 39 and 40. Look what it says here. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Now what's going on here, Nikki, is it's it's the Passover weekend. There's a whole bunch of, of people. I think one of the Jewish historians, I forget his name, but the guy quotes that there's over 2 million people. Jophis, uh, I think, uh, Josephus. That's Josephus. Very good. Josephus is the guy that mentions that in his book. And what happens is, this is in Bethany, as we read earlier. Yes. Now, Bethany is the town of Lazarus, yes. the one Jesus brought from the dead, Very raised good. him to life. That's right. Now, I got to imagine Lazarus is there, and he's telling everybody, hey, I was I was dead, and here I am, guys. Remember, we did the whole funeral thing, and, and now I'm Jesus alive. Guy, he, and this, he, is, he, this he, is the guy he that healed me. me by, by, this, is, this is the guy. 100%. So everyone's worshiping Jesus. His disciples are shouting praises. So the Pharisees are telling him, because they don't believe he's the Messiah. They believe he's of the devil. Come on. Tell your disciples to be silent, rebuke them. But look what Jesus says here. He answered. 
He answered, I tell you, if these people were silent, the very stones would cry out. Amazing. You want to know what that means? I don't need these people's worship. That's not, that doesn't do nothing for me. Sure, I do love it. I inhabit the praises of my people, but all of creation will worship me. John, you ready? Look what Psalm 66, 4 says. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name, Selah. Amen. Look what another look another scripture we have. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. For the creation waits with eager longing for the Amen. revealing of the sons of Amen, God. Amen, Jonathan. Amen. You see, here's the thing. A lot of times, and even them in this time, they thought that Jesus needed their worship. Jesus don't need our worship. He's infinite. He doesn't need anything. God don't need our worship, but he enjoys our worship. Amen. He, Amen. It's a Sajali scripture, Jonathan. He inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. So here's the thing. Oh, Jesus, Penel, even if they don't worship me, the rocks will sing my praises. That's what he's Creation's telling you. Creation's going to sing my praises. Even if I give you what you want and I tell everybody, all right, guys, shut up. The, the Pharisees don't want you guys to worship. That's not going to do nothing because the very stones would cry That's out. That's right. The very stones Amen. itself would cry out Thank and worship you, God. This is a sovereign Jesus. This is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amazing. And Amazing. what he came to do for us, and I'm, I'm so excited. And if we went a little long, forgive us, guys. It's been a long three months. We're going to talk a little more a little more in depth again uh, for, for, for Good Friday, I believe, yeah. and as well as Coming the resurrection. Friday, we're gonna, we're and those episodes are going to go a little longer. But that was the message we had tonight. We hope that it was a blessing to you and your family. We ask and pray that the Lord would bless you, the Lord keep you, provide your every needs. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Matters Podcast. God bless.